Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Brook with Dwayne Bussey Bolt Marketing. We are seeing on the close today, well, mostly higher prices, except for live cattle futures on the livestock side of the equation and the grains mostly lower, except for Chicago wheat. And Dwayne, oh my gosh, more new contract lows in the corn market, three-year lows. Uh, we talk so much about fund selling, but it's not all about that, is it? It's not this week. I mean, I think the funds were selling it right along, but I, with farmers, but I think farmer selling was the big key this week. You got option expiration coming out here. The March options expire this weekend and, and farmers have those basis contracts that they need to either set the futures price this week or roll to another contract, which I hope they're not doing, to be honest with you. So I think a lot of farmer just get me the heck out, uh, the bulls giving up, which it's maybe okay, Michelle. I, I was pointing out earlier in the market presentation we had that you know maybe the job of this market right now is to run every bull out of the market, and then maybe we can form a low. Um, I'm hoping that's the case, but I really don't have bullish stories to rally us back up either. Yeah, you kind of get to this point, though, where farmers just kind of throw in the towel, unfortunately, right? Yep, you do. Um, you know, it, it's funny. This trade evolves a lot over the years I've been trading, but human emotion is fairly similar to what it was when I started 20 plus years ago. And, and these algos trade off of that. You know, you get down to the lows. Everyone's almost the most bearish at the lows. And I feel like we're kind of starting to get to that point. Uh, but once we make this low, which I think maybe maybe if we print like a 398, just a three on the future side up front here, maybe then, then that will be the low. But I don't think we're going to just make a nice, pretty upward trend afterwards, Michelle. I think best is you set a range, maybe four to 425, 430, because every time you do rally, there's still going to be farmers selling on top of this thing. Well, the soybean market looked like it pulled down the corn market and made some new lows for the move here. How much of that is just the South American basis, which has continued to be so weak? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. You know, actually, the previous few weeks, we've had a lot of trade estimates come down in with lower production out of Brazil um, and even a little bit lower production out of Argentina now that they kind of had that week to 10 days of hot, dry weather. But you, you'd think that would be a bullish story, but their basis and their cash price keeps dropping, meaning their farmers are selling and they're comfortable with the science crop they believe they have. And, and really, that basis is key, Michelle. I mean, we can talk about the trade estimates all we want, but if they're undercutting us, our price kind of has to go lower to compete. And their weather actually has been fairly favorable or at least non-threatening. And so do you think we continue to grind down? Do we make another contract low here or a new contract low? That's a great question. You know, we're so close to the lows right now. I kind of wonder if the trade shouldn't just poke through them just a little bit just to run the sell stops and get even more bulls out of the market. But I guess I was always targeting these contract lows here for March and May to go test them. I didn't have much of an idea of what happens afterwards. I told myself I didn't really want to be bearish after that point because you know, our stocks are still tight here in the U.S. Now, they have been growing. I get it because of a little bit lower export demand. But I don't know if I want to be short. Uh, soybeans going forward. I mean, remember, we need to gain 4 million acres, not lose 4 million acres. So it feels like we're getting a little cheap after we make new contract lows. Yeah. So the wheat market had some early strength and gave up some of those gains, except for Chicago. Now, Chicago's actually kind of been building on this key reversal that we had on Tuesday. What's going on there? I don't know, but I like it. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, the news has been quite bearish in the wheat market. You've got Russia's wheat prices lower again. I think it's five dollars per ton lower this week than last week. That's like at a three-year low. Europe following right along. Um, everything's negative. Actually, the trade talk was that wheat prices have to go lower in the U.S. to just try to match up with all these other world global prices, and we're way overpriced. 
And then we rally. Um, we tested the contract lows and we've rallied really nice. We're about 25, 30 cents off the lows. I think what it is, Michelle, is a few funds that are just tired of being short wheat. And that doesn't mean it's a bullish uh, point here and we got to buy wheat, but them being tired of being short, that's, that's a good sign anyway. I'll, I'll take any win I can in the wheat market. So can Chicago pull the other two classes with it? It, you know, it's happened before. Um, it, it, it's odd, but yeah, no, wheat can pull corn and soybeans back up. We've seen it a number of times before. Don't get all bullish on me in the short term here. It's still going to be tough. I still think it takes a weather scare in the U.S. to really get corn and soybeans excited, but it won't take much of a weather threat with these funds record short, those two commodities. Yeah, and like you say, um, you've got competitors all over the globe that are making new lows on their wheat prices. That doesn't help. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's still it, fundamentally wheat is not bullish here. Gotcha. Okay. The cattle market, new highs for the move early on. And then, like I said, live cattle futures ending lower on the day here today. Was that some caution going into this Catalan feed report? I, I think so. Boy, it seems fairly typical. You have a rallying market. You got a big Catalan feed report coming on Friday and Thursday. We seem to sell off the, the problem with that trade. I, I think I developed and found that pattern and felt pretty good about it. And we rallied sharply this morning and then head faked and finally closed lower. Uh, we rallied enough that actually April live cattle today are making a key reversal. I, I'm just bringing that up because if we do almost nothing tomorrow morning, which I would expect in the trade, you get a bearish cattle on feed report. You know, the technicians, the chart guys are going to point to that key reversal right away. I'm not saying the highs in. I think packers are desperate for cattle. I think they're killing any kill cows they can find to, to just get meat to put on the counter. But it's just an interesting setup for the big cattle on feed report. No doubt. And you may have seen a little hedge pressure there. Maybe some of those uh, producers a little cautious. Yep. The other thing, though, is that the Packers have slowed chain speed. Psychologically, that is usually a negative for the market, although we've been holding up pretty well in light of that, don't you think? We're holding up really well in light of that. And I think key to that is, is our lower carcass weights. Uh, they are up a little bit this week, but we had those big storms really drop our carcass weights. Normally, if the packer starts slowing chain speed down, then we back up cattle in the feedlots and then we have to sell and it equals lower prices. But that's not the case here yet. That's why I'm reluctant to say that the highs are in. This still seems like a very bullish market to me. And then when we look at the feeders, of course, they came back here, but we've been getting a lot of help mm -hmm. there with the lower corn market, haven't we? Yeah, we sure have. I've heard a couple of frustrated farmers saying they're going to walk their corn off of their farm now. They're going to yeah. just feed it to whatever calves they can find. The problem is those calves are very expensive if you go to the sale barn. But you mentioned hedge pressure. I think that's something I should bring up, too. I, there's nothing wrong with looking out to these deferred contracts and starting to lock in some of these cattle and calves. Just the capital investment you have if you're buying yearlings and putting them on grass is just amazingly high. So uh, even though I'm a bull, hedging is not a bad idea. Yeah. Let me also throw out, you know, the Dow making new highs. And usually that is something that helps support the cattle. But sometimes it takes money away from a market, too, doesn't it? <laughs> There's been a lot of talk of that this winter. You know, when the Dow rallies, they were taking it out of commodities. And, but, yeah, usually if you can take a lot of the Dow Jones charts and overlay it with fat cattle. And they actually follow each other fairly close. So normally it's a good thing. I think it helped early this morning as well. And new highs for the move in the hog market. This has really been a cash-led rally, hasn't it, Dwayne? It it has. I've been very impressed with that market. You know, this winter it was just dull drums, and we have too much pork. And China saying they have too much pork, and they were trying to liquidate 
their herd size. And now all of a sudden our cash market's been on fire. Our cutouts are on fire and the futures are almost just playing catch up. So it's a fun bull market that uh, I'm just watching from the sidelines. Yeah. And I think we closed above some key resistance. That'll keep the funds happy, maybe buy-in. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks for joining us. That is Dwayne Bussey with Bull Marketing. And this is Markets Now.